Welcome everyone to the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I am your host, T.B.'s Noah. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we get to our very, very funny guest, it's Uncle Yo, damn it. It's going to be amazing. Let me talk to you about our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading source for audiobooks. I was going through there uh, just the other day, and I was listening to Theodore Raspberry's Things Better Than Boobs. Have a listen. Okay, that's not really a book that is on Audible.com, but there's a lot of fantastic books on Audible.com. The entire, well, what's been created so far, Game of Thrones is on there. Harry Potter, just go check it out. It's fantastical. It's fantastical that audible.com. Click the link below for a free audiobook and help support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And before we get to the show, I have to talk to you about our plugs. Let me tell you, this is this is one of my favorite sentences I'm about to say. We are going to TakiCon. What is TakiCon? Well, that's a fantastic question. It is, of course, the Asian Karaoke Idol Invitational. Yes, and who would put on such an event? Well, that would be Prince Diamond's Negamoon Zone. Prince Diamond's Negamoon Zone. Yes, so please check that out. We are going to be performing comedy there. It takes place December 28th and 29th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Rotunda. It's just $15, but if you pre-reg, they're even cheaper. So please head out to the Rotunda in Philadelphia on December 28th and 29th for the Asian Karaoke Idol Invitational. And you can get your tickets at T-A-K-I-I dot P-D- N-M-Z dot com. It's an abbreviation for the Asian Karaoke Idol Invitational and for Prince Diamond's Nega Moon Zone. Now, not only will you see us there, you'll see some other fantastic guests. You can see our good friends, the Astor Place, and also Manly Battleships will be there. This is the insane con. <laughs> I just love the things I'm being forced to say. So please come out to not just TakiCon. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. It's TakiCon 16. And what is the theme for TakiCon 16? It's Choco-Ho-Hobo. Yeah, this is a real thing. Please come check that out. And also... I have to mention that December 5th, that's a Thursday night, we're going to have the first ever Plus Two Comedy Character Select Comedy Show. It's going to be just $2 at Jester's Playhouse at 545 Tilton Road in Northfield, New Jersey. Tickets are just $2. The show starts at 10, and it's also the home of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. So be sure to check that out. Now, with some ado, I'm sorry, there is some further ado here. Uh, we talked to Uncle Yo uh, in this episode, and we didn't get a really long chance to talk to him about Parables for the 1%. It's his new play, and uh, he's actually looking for some help. Uh, It's running in the Midtown Theater 
uh, Mid-South Theater Road, January 8th through the 12th. But if you can do costuming or setting or even marketing, uh, Uncle Yo will be greatly appreciative. And also, uh, they're running an Indiegogo, which is kind of like a Kickstarter for it. And uh, if anything you can spare, uh, Uncle Yo said, uh, let me look through my notes here, said, uh, will be rewarded by being bodily spared on the final days of the 1,000-headed Midnight Hounds. So yeah, that's what he said. Uh, go ahead and click the link below uh, for his Indiegogo account, and uh, go ahead and throw him some coin, because he's a really good guy. So, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home, to the place where wild nerds roam, with pretty girls and dudes and kids, going to cons is our Who's ready for a podcast? Who's here doing other things and is currently being annoyed by a podcast? Okay, internet, it's way more, but they're super polite. (laughs) In either case, thank you guys so much for coming here. I am TV's Noah, and I am joined unusually by the third member of Plus Two Comedy as our special guest host, Vegas Lancaster's here. Hey, Vegas. Hey, what's up? What are you doing, Vegas? How are, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. Feeling a little pimply on my face. Uh, well, stop feeling them. Sometimes that's just the way it is, though. <laughs> way, to, way to paint a picture. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no camera, so. And our special guest for this very special Monday edition of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is our one sworn enemy... What? No, 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 no. My sworn enemy was Disorganization 13. They, the oh, we didn't say we were yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is the legendary con stand-up comedian. Uncle Yo is here, everyone. Give it up for Uncle I'm Yo. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for coming out, guys. Thank you for coming down. My pleasure. Well, the thing was, I hosted you guys back on We Are The Geek. Like It's going on a year university. Uh, a year university, a year anniversary <laughs> yeah. this January when I when I got you guys in for We Are the Geek, but I have to do it again since we're doing what eight uh, eighteen plus hours down at NecoCon and Vegas hasn't been on the We Are the Geek, so I got to get you on yeah. for that one. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to d- it, come back on. It was the it was the least I, I could mean. Do. You're you are performing uh, We Are the Geek at NecoCon. Yeah, this and, is news to me. Yeah, and we're only doing fifteen hours there, so I'm sure we can throw in another. Another hour by and jump point, on your podcast. sleep? Exactly. It won't work. Sleep is for the weak. Yes. Sleep is for the weak and parents. Exactly. <laughs> so Uncle Yo is here, and he is a fellow uh, nerd stand-up comic, mm-hmm. and uh, someone that I, I admittedly look up to, because you, you were doing it before us. Like six I'm months I'm calling before. you old. <laughs> I'm, it's like six months before. That's the funny part, too. Yeah, that's true. You, you got in there just before us, and... People still think we hate each other. Why? I don't know. I have know. never gotten someone coming up to me asking me anything about Plus Two except, are are you guys going to do something together? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Really? Because we get it a lot. That's because he's more popular than is us. It, is, it, is, it like my, is, it, is it my girlfriend, though, personally trolling you on Twitter? <laughs> no, mostly it's people coming up to us that either 
accidentally bring you up and then assume we're offended. <laughs> like, oh, you guys and Uncle Yo are the great. I mean, I mean, you guys. I'm so sorry. You, do you hate him? I'm like, no, he's great. And then we get the people that feel the need to let us know that they like you more, which is just like you're really funny. I'm a big Uncle Yo fan, though. <laughs> but you guys are pretty good as well. It's kind of a such a left-handed butt munch comment. Exactly. To say. Like people use me to try to talk to the nostalgic critic. Like the, oh, you're this uh, next uh, essentially, rung up. No, all they're doing is playing Street Pass in their mind. But like, if they point to me long enough, it's like they interacted with someone who interacted with the nostalgic critic. Yeah. And it's at degrees point, of separation. I, oh man, we're so many steps away from famous. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it's a weird, scary thing. But I, I, I've worked with Doug Walker. Yeah, is Doug Walker's helps? awesome. Sweet, one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. No idea about it either. <laughs> so the, so the weird thing about when I first got introduced to you guys, it was KatoriCon back when it was still in the the um, the tiny room of the college when it yes. was the conver- in the Chick Fil A. Yeah, the the Chick Fil A. It was the converted uh, cafeteria room. So we noticed that there was this whole lineup. And when I first got started, we're, we're just talking. We're not talking too long. We're talking 2007, 2008 in the convention circuit. There was me, and there was the Geek Comedy Tour, who were a bunch of open mic guys who had like a mm-hmm. Tetris joke or a Mortal Kombat joke, and they shuffled around their crew all the time. And I thought there's 15 of them and one of me. They're gonna kick my ass. But I'm sitting there with my my best friend and manager at the time, Becca Wright, who was saying, "You can crush them. They haven't mentioned Naruto yet." You don't watch Naruto. You're going to crush them, yo. You're going to. And they vanished. And I had nothing to do with it, but I, I got to hang out with them, do their word of mouth podcast. Yeah, you can take credit for it. But it was con- Uncle Yo crushed them. And now we don't know where they are anymore. So flash forward to Katori Khan, like 2011 or 10, and it says plus two comedy. So Kat and I, we fully support anybody else doing whatever it is that we're trying to do. So we yeah, sit down and we watch. And you guys actually have the, the ability to bounce off of each other. It mm-hmm. was you, Will, and, and Princess TJ at the moment. <laughs> He's my favorite next to Pocahontas and Nala. All right? That's, that's my ship right now. He and Maleficent. Come here, dragon baby. Ah, oh, it's grand. I love it. See, Finally, I, someone I have more hair than. I, I, I am glad you brought up uh, Katori Khan because I. This is like it was all- you guys, and then a legend <laughs> named Cosplay Comedian Joe and myself. And I, I felt like, oh crap, I gotta start doing something original because these guys are crushing me. That guy's already got a cosplay going. These guys got a troop. I've got like a cupcake on a stick. I'm doomed. <laughs> well. I have to bring up KatoriCon because my memory of what happened at KatoriCon is I was very sick. So I showed up like super late just in time for the show. And you were nice enough to mention us before, uh, like right after your show. You're like, yeah, and Plus Two Comedy's coming up next. And then the way we end a Plus Two Comedy show is we do a Q&A with the audience. And in the middle of the Q&A, I saw Uncle Yo walk in, sit down, and raise his hand, and I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, oh no! What do, you, do you think I'm like the Mark Maron of convention-based anime-specific YouTube Center podcasting yes. comedians? Uh, okay. probably, this can be done. I talk about the I cat. actually <laughs> have a shirt that says that. Uncle Yo, the Mark Maron of anime-centric 
podcast I love this tiny, tiny floating niche that we have. We are essentially like the of, of doing the, the podcast anime comedians. Like we are so close to just being not recognized as comedians at all. We're essentially the Pluto of the whole solar system of like <laughs> internet fame. Like there's the Let's Plays, and then there's like Hey Ash, what you're playing? There's like the the comedy gamer celebrities, and we're somewhere out on the background. We like it too. Okay, but like all we need I'm is for do Neil, a pun about it. All we all we need is for Neil Patrick. Uh, I was about to say Neil Patrick Harris, but I will take yeah, him. Yeah, we need Neil Patrick me. Harris. Can you get him? Well, let me try. <laughs> I mean, if we had Neil deGrasse Tyson just say, that's not real comedy, we would be gone. Yeah. That would be it. All we need is for him to just dismiss us and we're gone. Like, he knocked out Sailor Pluto. She's not in the new series because of it. <laughs> is she not in the new series? <laughs> Most likely. The first, the first episode of the new Sailor Moon is going to be her going up to Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, why? Come on. I could time travel. We need that so much. Nope, she can't be a Sailor Scout. I think Mark Sailor Marin Moon's a moon. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vegas guy. No, no. It's a two-minute-old you... joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're falling right into the will thing with the sadness, just that, so you know. That's, that's ancient by YouTube standards. I was going to say, I think Mark Marin's a good comparison, because I don't know who Mark Marin is. <laughs> what? Sounds like some kind of sushi. <laughs> Vegas isn't really a comedian if he doesn't know who Mark Marin is. Oh, come on. All right, you're a comedian. <laughs> Congratulations. But I know you probably don't remember, but I have to ask, what was your question? Do you remember in any semblance what your question Wait, was going to be? Wait, you didn't call on me? No, I was terrified. You're Uncle Yo. <laughs> what was I possibly going to say? What if he says you something? You are dismissed. That's exactly what I imagined. The fact that... I the have the fact power to I, do that? Yeah. Crap, I gotta start doing that at conventions more we, often. You could have wiped us away. <laughs> With what? There were three oh, of you. No. Will could have just like thrown a chair at me and I would have cried. Because... <laughs> Like, our previous experience... I have no idea what my question was going to be. Because our previous experience with you was when we were booked at Otakon at the same time. Cool. We did our show, and it was great, and then we went to your show in the theater, and we're like, oh. <laughs> the theater? Like, panel six? Or where the, where the cosplay burlesque usually is. Oh, yeah. Oh. I loved that room. I had a walkway. I came out. Yeah. I, I, my, at that point, I was still doing um, Uncle Iroh's drunken wedding toast to Zuko. Which so I, I started. Loved. I started dressed as Uncle Iroh and just, I crushed the last airbender. It's just five minutes of basically drunken, screaming about how M. Night Shyamalan created essentially a hate crime. If you, if you buy the last airbender book, the coloring book, the whole design where the, the, the creators talk about what elements went into creating it, everyone's story arc, the first forward in the first page when you open it is not the creators. They are second to M. Night Shyamalan. If you go to our house, you'll see Zuko on the wall. We love all this. That is like Hitler doing the DVD commentary to Schindler's List. I'm sorry. It's you're no, you're a bad person. <laughs> I love that this. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I love this dumb comportment. I'm going to disagree because I think Hitler had more to do with the creation of Schindler's List <laughs> than M Night Shyamalan had <laughs> in the Last Airbender. <laughs> I think that's Start a faulty metaphor. Oh man. That is that is a hard metaphor to do. <laughs> You're ten minutes in and digging, <laughs> digging into World War Two. <laughs> See what amazed me about uh, the last Airbender uh, movie is I have two friends that are in it and they both told me not to see it. Ooh, that's how bad it that film is. It made kung fu boring, and I don't know <laughs> if you hard. know anything about kung fu. 
But the only thing that trumps it is like a peanut butter cheesecake. Yeah. Eaten off Nathan Fillion's chest. Like, there's nothing better than kung fu. Too autobiographical? Yes. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> specific desire. The, the only good thing to come out of the last Airbender movie is that there was this like week and a half where like nerds knew about it, but Avatar was in like we're sh- they were showing previews for Avatar, like the James Cameron movie. So we would sit in theaters and be like, Avatar. I was like, what did M. Night Shyamalan do? <laughs> To have it to blue people, <laughs> what's it with looks these giant great feral. Fer- what's with the giant feral Smurfs? Are they bent? Are they blue? <laughs> what? I, I liked Avatar. Avatar was to me it was like the last fight is war is Starcraft invading Warcraft. It is a giant yes. testament to the world of Warcraft. The main character spends the whole movie sitting in a chair, running through his avatar. He gains a mount, gains an epic mount, stages a raid, makes all these friends in an imaginary world. He doesn't go outside. He never leaves his chair. He can't go outside in the sunlight because the air will kill him. It was Warcraft. I loved it. Here I was thinking it was Pocahontas Gully. But it turns out it's the greatest WoW movie. I that's an incredible metaphor. It ah. makes up for your past fault, faulty <laughs> metaphor. I usually don't think of Sigourney Weaver as, like, super hot, but... I w- always do. When she showed up in three dimensions, I was like, whoa. <laughs> look at those dimensions. <laughs> any wo- like, if you, look her, if you watch her stuff in Ghostbuster, any, move, any woman, any person who can stand their own on screen with Bill Murray, yeah. that is sexy as presence that is presence yeah as sexy like even she in cabin in the woods just for those last five minutes yes hello hi yes tell me about the end of the world i will bleed for you yes you're an angry hollywood milf yes you are sigourney weaver has turned into that that actress that's just like hey sigourney weaver's in this movie She's being Sigourney like, like she's become Susan Sarandon of the last twenty years. Yeah. No, it, it's kind of like she should be the next Comedy Central roast Aww. because she's just famous for being her. But she, the I same th- way you're like, hey, there's Flavor Flav. It's hey, and Sigourney. I Weaver's also think here. that Sigourney Weaver would have enough awesome friends, but a, a good enough sense of humor to actually take it and run with it. Remember, we were trying to pitch some kind of roast for NecoCon. I pitched roasting Hello Kitty for NecoCon. Oh, that would have been fun as hell. Yeah, just to hear Hello Kitty's responses of... (laughs) Internet, Uncle Yo made a face. (laughs) They can presume I can't unlock this. (laughs) I'm stuck with this. It's always some weird, like, Comedia dell'arte expression mixed with, like, a, a depressed kabuki student who just dropped his senior project halfway through. Ah, screw this. Let me twist the eye too forward. Yeah. There we go. I'm, uh, I'm curious what Nekokana, as a celebration of Hello Kitty's birthday, entails. Because that's a lot like saying we're throwing a party for the Nike swoosh. Is, <laughs> hey, guys, like logos? We've got logo cake. <laughs> We brought a present out. We're all going to say some kind words about how it has influenced our life. And it hasn't. <laughs> I saw a girl in those underpants once. Mm-mm. What an influence. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hot topic. Finally finally labeling where you look at the pussycat. Oh. Hooray. I'm amazed. Like, we were talking about this in the car. I'm amazed that hot topics still exist now that we have DeviantArt. Like, did you know Sunday nights, they still have America's Funniest Home Videos that many Americans don't know about YouTube? 
I'm like, you want to watch a video where the baby falls down because the cat tackles him? Let me show you an hour and a half compilation yeah, in of the a best box. Of. YouTube's good, but it needs a bad narrator. <laughs> and it needs commercials. To let people know it's funny. Oh, more it's got com- commercials. More commercials. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I try to watch a 30-second video, and I get to watch a minute of Macklemore banging on Microsoft tablets. I have seen the the Winter Soldier trailer for everything. Like YouTube just has this has this universal policy. There's only one commercial that we're gonna run over everything forever, no matter what. It really upset me that it, I had to sit through that Winter Soldier before I could see the Winter Soldier trailer that I looked up on YouTube because I haven't seen the trailer. That's a bit redundant. And I'm excited for it. And I was like, oh, I gotta sit through this crap. Did you? Did you guys? Oh, good. Here we go. Oh, I've seen this. Did you guys see? I haven't seen Winter Soldier. Did you guys see it? It's it, not out yet. It's not out. Just oh, yet. I mean, sometimes try. they have to. YouTube <laughs> oh, has good. to be. A, YouTube could afford to be a bit more picky. Like actually look at the video before they choose the ad for it. Hulu is the same way. It, so if mm. you subscribe seven ninety five to to Hulu, you won't. Which get Which is not a sponsor. Not 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 in the least. I mean, I like Hulu plus. I go with Netflix more, but Hulu will give you the same kind of commercials, which are car insurance, car commercials, car insurance commercials. I'm like, I am a 29-year-old unemployed anime comedian. Who you? What are? You, what do you think? What makes you think that I'm trying to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion because I've lost the burnt CDRs that I burned back in the <laughs> late 90s? What? Because I'm too poor to actually buy the DVDs. What part of that tells you he's looking to buy a new Honda? No. It, yeah. You can't cater to me. There's, that's why I love that they, is this ad relevant to you? No. Because every time you hit no, you force them to freak out, and, and all the Hulu commercial people have to say, this didn't work. We got to get, get a new writer. We got to get a new director. We gotta, I am making jobs by being picky. That's true. That's and, good. And then they had the Portal 2 commercial. The Portal 2 commercial. And they beat me. It's like, is this relevant to you? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Completely relevant. Oh. See, I don't like commercials, so that's why for my entertainment, I go to audible.com. Yes, audible.com. It's the Internet's leading, leading, leading provider of all audiobooks. I just yes. did a search for Plus Two Comedy right now, and I just got How I Crush Plus Two Comedy, an autobiography by Uncle Yo. <laughs> if you'd like to listen to that imaginary book or another book, click the link below through the Plus Two Comedy page to support Plus Two Comedy and get a free audiobook. Holy Be sure crap. to type in the promo code, Where's Will?, that's where's well at audible.com. I should probably know what my promo code is. <laughs> but I don't, so I'll add it in later. Uh, so what else did I want to talk to Uncle Yo? Oh, Uncle Yo, this is something that I always thought was interesting. Going back to that first time that uh, we performed at uh, Otakon, there was something I said on stage, which, which I always thought was weird after seeing your show, is I said, I consider myself a nerd. Because we've taken that word back. We're allowed to say nerd now. We're working on geek. And then I went to your show, Uh-oh. and the first thing you say is, we are the geek. And I was like, oh, I've completely misread our, <laughs> our society. So Uh-oh. I've always wanted to ask you, what is the difference, in your opinion, between a nerd and a geek? Cool. Um, let's start back for a lot of people's first interactions. Believe it or not, a lot of the current older generation, and when, I, when I'm saying that, I'm talking about people who are already in, in their, their 20s and 30s. When you say nerd and geek, their first gut reaction is, Steve Urkel! Now, Urkel was awkward 
he was intelligent, but not by any definitions either a nerd or a geek. Originally, a nerd, you, you think of someone possibly socially awkward, but that is an add-on. That's an adjunct phrase. Nerd is uh, nerd for me came to mean someone that was very intelligent, okay. but about a specific trait. Geek ended up being something completely passionate about it. You okay. like the entire Catholic Church was founded by Jesus geeks, and it's still <laughs> perpetuated by money hoarding geeks. There are Republican geeks. There are ignorant geeks. There are NRA geeks. There are there is uh, surfing geeks. Whatever it's going to be, uh, geek for me, I ended up taking it back and having it mean something you care about it. So like I'll I'll claim Doctor Who geek or I'll claim Renaissance geek because I I love following the different trends. I love following convention attendance. I love following different fandoms and just learning what the community is going to be. I also happen to be a big HP Lovecraft fan. I don't know if I would use HP Lovecraft geek. Because yeah. I haven't read all of his stories yet, but I'm working on, <laughs> on it. So for right, hoping to graduate to geek. For right now, it seems that <laughs> there's a wonderful gray area that's being formulated now. At least from what I can see of the internet, that nerd and geek, at least dork and dweeb, are finally gone. Those yeah, negative connotations those. of you are still a virgin isn't going to last. Nerd and geek. Nerd is sexy. Intelligence is always going to be sexy. Who did you go to when you wanted to get off Gilligan's Island? Did you ask Gilligan? Did you ask the millionaire? You asked the bloody professor. Yo, that was one buff professor, though. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, what did he have a doctorate in? Physical education. We're screwed. (laughs) No wonder they. How is he going to make a radio out of coconuts then? (laughs) Try making them into dodgeballs. (laughs) Because why not? Go with the whole Flash Gordon effect of it. Yeah, a lot of it is nerd and geek because you've seen Chris Hardwick take it over with nerdist. So he's directly saying, this is what I am and we're going to deal with it. Geek, you see it a a, a bit more, uh, a bit of a friendlier term. It's hard to find a negative connotation, which is the interesting thing that you'll find tard, as in retardation, tacked onto a lot of fandoms. Ava tards, the Naru tards. If something that Mm -hmm. they like ends in a vowel, they will strap on tart at the end of that and that's more of a mean thing of adults talking down to teenagers about something that they like which they have no sense of doing they have yes. no right to do it my nephew is a jock he plays football he does wrestling it's okay, and i have buddy. to look him in the eye and say i still love you <laughs> <laughs> you do what you're good at oh he's really good at that i love you <laughs> You have friends? My nephew is 12 years old and going to the same middle school that gave me the lifelong trauma that forced me into the, the geekhood. I had to escape and, and explore anime, explore writing, explore science fiction because I was safe there. He walks in like he's the cock of the walk, and he is apparently. Like, this is not fair. You're as old as Smash Brothers Melee, which is my personal game. That's my game. But I don't know oh, who yeah. to feel more proud of. Like, one of them, I wasted college tanking thousands of hours training it and effectively having it cock block me, and the other is Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> I don't know who to feel more proud of. <laughs> I love them both, but yeah. one of them lets me forward smash with Falco. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Did I ever tell you about Falco how I ripped Star Fox's punch. pants? What? It it was at Kineticon. There was a Star Fox cosplayer, and I had asked him, forward smash. And as you know, uh, in in Smash Brothers Melee, both Fox and Falco did sort of this somersault forward butterfly kick. It had great range. It was powerful. It shot the people directly forward. It worked great at the end of the map, but I digress. I told Fox, forward smash. So the guy does the kick, and I just hear, 
rip as like Brown reveals black leotard beneath. And Star Fox like crouches down and tries to escape. I, I didn't want to rip Star Fox a new one, but I did. <laughs> without having to down smash him with Jigglypuff. Yes. Jigglypuff I was good with. I was terrible with Fox. Terrible? With, good with Jigglypuff? How do you even land that? I had people who were so great at landing the rest. You know, the down B that just instant kills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. I could never work that stupid fluff. Well, I remember... Dr. Mario was my guy. Dr. Mario's a good one. Huh. But what I used to do is I, I, would, I went to a, uh, a competition for Smash Brothers, and they're like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. He's like, who do you usually use? I was like, I use Captain Falcon. They're like, oh, you're terrible. It's like, oh, what? It's like, that's, that's who the terrible people play as. And Aww. yet you saw Anime Expo. Okay. There were two kids using Captain Falcon. And you know how they will break the game and do that wave dash where the character doesn't stand still? They simply vibrate yes. like the flash. Like the, the, the screen itself can't pick up on what the commands are happening. So there's just, oh, one of them flew off the screen. What just happened? Like they fly off 50 feet and they somehow make it back defining the, defying the laws of physics that set the game itself. And you just see these kids that haven't, blinked since Thursday. Yeah. It's Mastered. frightening. <laughs> it's terrifying. The the people who use Captain Falcon break the damn game. Any other character, no. Let well, me tell you about Captain Falcon. The the new game breaker in the in the uh for in Brawl, Brawl is Meta Diddy Knight. Kong. Well, it, actually Meta Knight has I I have seen a lot of Meta Knight is banned. Yeah. But the people who are really good with Diddy Kong, there's something that you can make Diddy Kong just have banana peels. Yes. And then they get deadly accurate with it. It does one damage, but you will spend that entire match getting hit with banana after banana. <laughs> right. If, if, you, if you give him enough time, because I, Diddy Kong is like the only transitional character between Melee and Brawl that I will go to because it's so ridiculous and stupid. You're a monkey with a peanut gun. Your final smash, you might as well just jump off and kill yourself. It doesn't help <laughs> at all. You're better off using, like, Peach, Peaches or Luigi's final smash. But Diddy Kong will throw the banana peels, and if anyone steps over them, they'll fall down. But if you have, like, three next to you on a pile, which takes three seconds to do, are you still charging up, Samus? Not anymore. Keep jumping back. I've got more of these. This is an infinite supply of pain and tripping. I am a Marx Brothers pun that will crush you. <laughs> that stupid monkey. <laughs> they had to bring in somebody from one of the old franchises, and I'm hoping, like, Dixie Kong, I'm hoping that they bring in a bunch of uh, girls into the new one. Like, We do need more girls. They, I agree. They always do two. I still want Little Mac. Yeah. Let that be said. But we do need more girls. Well, here's, here, here's something that they could do that would be awesome. Well, they said girl and someone yells Simon Belmont. I don't want to break your heart, but I was going to say Raiden from Metal Gear. He's pretty girly. But So they always have like a shorter link, like Young Link to Regular Link or Toon Link. What about Toon Zelda, who transforms into Tetra? So you would still have something like Zelda-Chic combo of like two-for-one okay. characters, but they would be lighter, faster, high-jumping, they would right. fly off a lot because they'd be very light, but they would have all the ranged magical stuff. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, it's always worth just spicing up the general play because you can only have so many brawlers in a game with brawl. The, the prayer, a lot of people were saying that there was not going to be Sonic in the next one. They've approved Sonic. That's, that's good. So that, that means that they have to bring in Knuckles. The whole point for me of Smash Brothers franchise is to bring Knuckles into brawl. 
Yeah, knuckles would be it good. So badly. Knuckles would be really knuckles good. changed the game forever. You could go back to Sonic Two and just fly over a level. Oh, you want me to drown Oil Zone? I have another idea. Fly over it. Oh, it tickles. Well, well we ha- we have Mega Man, which means we can have the most sexist character ever roll. All Mega Girl yeah. Robot. Let's give her a vacuum. But her only two options are suck and blow. Yeah. It's pretty sexy. If that is the case. No, you're absolutely right. But if they brought in Roll, she would have to be about as useless as she is in Marvel vs. Capcom 1 because she had no reach, no power. Like, her versus Onslaught at the end is the funniest fight you'll ever see. It's basically a China doll. Like, it's Hello Kitty trying to face off against the Juggernaut. It doesn't happen. It does not work. You, you okay, Vegas? Yeah, I'm just thinking about stuff. <laughs> Don't worry. (laughs) I got something coming. Got some good jokes coming for you in about 15 minutes. All right, excellent. (laughs) Hold tight, Internet. Well, get ready to talk because it's time to geek out here on this podcast for a segment we like to call What You Watching, What You Reading, What You Playing. It's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Uncle Yo, what are you watching? I I just... we spent a week in, in in England, and on the flight back, um, Finn Air and almost any of the Scandinavian airlines will just keep giving you food and free wine, and they give you a TV screen directly in front of you, so you can choose a bunch of movies, choose a bunch of TV shows, and I finally decided, everyone's been talking well about it, let me try the CW's Arrow. Ooh. Yeah, you would think John Barrowman playing a corporate villain and then an actual villain. Okay, it's like a darker, moodier Batman, but it's the CW. So they're going to hire a lot of ex-models who end up looking exactly the same. All of the women look exactly the same. It failed the Brechtel test within 30 seconds already. And talking from a feminist, this is the difficult part. I like the Green Arrow. I like that he's this violent aggressively vocal liberal within the Justice League. He's the normal guy that bounces out. In Arrow, he is this scarred, and that is his only flaw. He is essentially Batman with an arrow that makes no sense. Here's the thing. The dude is gone for five years on an island. He learns for some he learns somehow Krog Magrav, which is the Israeli form of hand to hand combat that they teach their specialized soldiers. I know this because I've watched the videos and yeah, the training. It's on that one episode the of The Simpsons. There you have there you it. Go. But he's gone for five years. He comes back. He makes an arrow cave. He makes an auto-hack arrow like it's Bioshock 1. Like, you've been gone for five years. Your phone means nothing now. You don't even know who's playing Doctor Who now. You are out of touch with all technology. You don't have an auto-hack arrow. You have a cell phone arrow. You have an auto-pierce arrow that has a voice recorder at the end of it. It has the worst concept of how justice works because he's, like, dating the DA whose sister he was also boning but died in the boat crash. And they will mention this every 30 seconds. I've never seen a script so reliant on exposition. Exposition is every scene starts with with Noah and I entering the room going, Noah, Carl, I know you from conventions. I know you from conventions. And then the scene ends. Nothing moves forward. I I got, like, violently angry at how bad bad this was, but I remember it's the CW who basically watched they watched Twilight and True Blood and said yeah, we could do a bitch version of that. <laughs> CW, we're like Twilight for bitches. Please watch Supernatural. Just, just so you guys know, Uncle Yo almost destroyed his phone in anger while describing <laughs> the Arrow series. You, 
Yeah, I have to like redo a button. <laughs> oh god. Warm. I got Under Armour on. I, I, the other thing that we're watching, we love uh, we love Kitchen Nightmares, but the original British one. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't feed you the structure, they don't feed you the music, they don't feed you the emotions. It's much more like a documentary, and Gordon Ramsay gets so much more violent now that he's over in England where people can go with it and take the abuse because they expect the abuse because they're British. <laughs> and then on okay. Crunchyroll, we're really big into Kill a Kill right now. So Trigger, yeah, Ooh, Trigger um, are the guys who broke away from Gynex. They're the ones responsible for the crazy animation that you saw in uh, Gurren Lagan in Pantheon Stocking. They're the ones who did the Witches Academy. Kill a Kill is a combination of Ricky O, which is this amazing movie that you're all required to see on Netflix about this unstoppable karate guy who gets himself into prison to find the real killers, and okay. Utena, but it's done by Gynex. So... Physiology is thrown right out the window. Common sense and gravity goes right out the window. Kill a Kill has the energy level of... Okay, if you take a chinchilla and you throw it in a cage match with like six pit bulls on acid, take the fear adrenaline from that chinchilla, pop it into a guy who just did, who just snorted a mile-long cocaine run, take his blood and drink it. That is the energy that you're getting in Kill a Kill. It is so violent and so fan servicey. It's it's ridiculous. The transformations. It's essentially. Just, I have never seen breasts flutter like hair in the breeze. They have weight to them. They don't hey. do that. It's not. That's a weird compliment for breasts. It is. They have weight to them. They, something matters to them. It's not hair. They don't just fly open in the breeze. But when she transforms, so the point of Kill a Kill is the girl's got this long red half of a scissor. She's trying to find the other scissor, and everybody is shipping the main girl who runs this, this prison-like school with a tyrannical fist who has the other part of the scissors. And by the way, I'm talking about like a lesbian shipping here, so don't mind the whole fisting and scissoring thing that I'm throwing out at you. They both get these suits that drink their blood, that, that are sentient, and give them this insane battle armor that essentially nipple pasty, G-string, and that is it. That is the whole outfit. Feminism is dead. So they're Let's overdressed. Kill a kill. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I'm four episodes in, and it's like, you can't blink when you're watching it. Like, my ears get red, and my blood pressure goes up watching this anime because it's so high energy. Like, when I'm done, I have to start drinking. I have to come down from it. I have to nap. You doing cocaine, man? (laughs) I'm just watching Kill la Kill. It is cocaine. Uh, Make yourself a nice whiskey and Gatorade and sit down. (laughs) I'm not whiskey. Kill la Kill. I'll get some Gatorade. We're going to watch some Kill or Kill. That's about <laughs> so, it. I mean, uh, that's that's the main watching. We're not playing anything, really. I've just No, been... no, we're not up to, to that part of the segment. That's it's fine. Okay. That's cool. all I'm watching. Because we got to go with Vegas with what he's watching now. Uh, I've been watching Sherlock on BBC. Absolutely. It's the best. It's so good. Like, I really like Sherlock with Robert Downey Jr. And then the, the other British guy, <laughs> guy who played Khan. Jude Law. <laughs> Yeah, Jude Law. No, no what? Oh, you're thinking Benedict British Cumberbatch. Guy. Yeah, yeah, Benedict Cumberbund. Uh, okay. He's made the whole show. Please and, don't turn this podcast off. And and uh, Bilbo Baggins. Uh, there. Please. Listen. Martin Freeman. All right, Gordon he, he, Freeman. <laughs> From Half-Life. No, Martin Short. It's, wait, uh, Martin Freeman. Dang it, Vegas. You Guys. did it to me. Okay. <laughs> Sherlock is really good. 
It's wonderful. Uh, it has mis- It has many mysteries. <laughs> And they all get solved with love. <laughs> I, the Robert Downey Jr. one is so American. It's 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 basically like it's steampunk CSI with gratuitous man slapping, and that's really it. The the Sherlock one every episode is an hour and a half, so you you buckle down to a multi level multi mystery movie essentially, and they've done a wonderful job at updating these these older stories to modern times. The Irene Adler one is so awesome. Are you on season two yet? Yeah, I watched them all. Okay, do you need to hold my hand? Uh, I'm going to talk about... <laughs> okay. I got some warts. <laughs> okay. I don't know what, if you... <laughs> what are you doing? T- you know, All right, you know they've, already, they've already greenlit season four. Like, we got two more seasons. Oh, they, they, they didn't make... Ah, that's awesome. How great is that? How did you like their take on Moriarty? Uh, he's so cool. He's uh, he's a little, little fruity. I mean, but that's okay, because this is 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's It's cool. <gasps> Progress. Uh, yeah, the whole just the whole show. I, I loved it. Um, there was like one episode that was okay, and five that were stellar. Yeah, uh, and I will take that. Yeah. Oh. Ve- Vegas, Vegas. No one makes me laugh more with so little than you. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, what I'm watching is uh, I'm watching The Walking Dead. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> anymore <laughs> but I still watch it and then I watch people talking about it and I still don't care <laughs> like mostly like next week I'm watching The Walking Dead because Chris Jericho's on The Talking Dead and I want to understand what Chris Jericho's talking about that's my line of thinking because like the, at this point they're no longer like we need to survive. It's just we need to maintain. It's like, really? Because what we have is awful. <laughs> this is the apocalypse. Welcome to the it's new like, can age. We, can we to do the s- new age. Welcome to the new age. But maybe, like, can the we new do age. A, Can we do a thing that makes us smile? No, maybe? Uh, he's quoting no. a song. <laughs> it's on the radio. <laughs> No, on the radio is written by uh, Regina Spector. That's the I want to talk about Regina. Walking I, Dead. I love Regina Spector. <laughs> she went to my college. Yeah, yeah. She's one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. I bet she. she I feel like Rick really is starting <laughs> to fall apart as a character. I don't care about him anymore. I think he makes poor decisions. I don't care for a Rick Tatorship. I hate that that word exists. So Vegas, fun fact about Regina Spector. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry. Well, how do you are are you cool with having Dale? See, the weird thing is, I the actor who made me invested in the in that series was who they got to play Dale. And as much as I loved him, I couldn't help but imagine an older George Carlin in that role. Oh, that would have been amazing. He would have been amazing in that. Like a dead George Carlin. <laughs> I'm talking like tr- like 1998-2000 George Carlin. Like he would be current great. He'd George be great. Carlin. He's, he has stopped touring. I've seen him conduct trains. Yeah. And <laughs> I really feel like he'd be a good Dale. That's actually a really good call. I would love to see George Carlin as, as Dale. Everybody in the SUV, those <laughs> dead bastards are coming at us again. Let me tell you about how the government screwed us over. I just Now we'll talk s- about my balls. I'd love to see him do just a set. <laughs> no, like in that world. And these zombie things. Oh, what about the zombies? <laughs> oh, they're going to eat my brain. Luckily, I'm not smart. 
Nobody wants to say zombies. Maybe they're a walker or a daddy. <laughs> they're all zombies. What's the point of labeling the euphemism? He's going to do infect us. He's going to eat us, you morons. He's going to eat you. He's going to eat Carl. He's going to eat up Michonne. I'll join him. All right. I hope we did you justice, dead Carl. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking up crying. <laughs> Wherever he went to. <laughs> I got to see him live. Three I'm trying times to come up with a good it? Carl, not in the house, George Carlin joke, <laughs> and it's just not coming to me. We gotta go, we gotta go back to Thomas the Tank Engine. It's the only yeah, one that's appropriate way to go. for the book. Actually, instead, what I'm gonna do is ask uh, Uncle Yo, what you reading? What am I reading right now? Uh, there is a collection of short stories I'm rereading. Um, as you know, Halloween is more of a lifestyle and a verb than an actual holiday. The actual. Halloween, for some reason, is now, like, dresses a skank and vomit on the streets of New York. Thank you, Long Island. You've contributed to culture. So I'm rereading a collection of short stories called Cthulhu's Reign. Big H.P. Lovecraft fan. Just bought a big volume. I want to actually do, like, a reading of Dagon for, the, for, for my show. But, you know, later on. So it's all about... H.P. Lovecraft wrote about these elder gods, Cthulhu, uh, Nyarthalotep, Yogg-Sothoth, Minot, Yogg-Sothoth. Michael Jackson. You're, all of them... <laughs> And the end of the world will happen when they arrive. All 12 stories ask, what the hell happens after? What happens after these alien gods who defy physics and the universe and reality itself enter our world and go, oh, who put all these little people here? That's just, all right, you just, there you go. You go away. This is our world now. What happens 12 months later? So I'm halfway through rereading that. That's always a thrill. Um, I just start, uh, I was reading a bunch of friends Thor's comics earlier today. I'll, I guess I'll count that. <laughs> I'm approaching. No, we're not counting it. I oh. checked with the judges. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That, that, not that's count it. for the reading section. A lot of sci-fi short stories. That's good. That's good. How about you, Vegas? What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading the new Hawkeye. It's right there. If you want to hand it to me, I'm going to talk about it. I love it. You show it to the internet. Uh, you can't see it right now, but if you could, it's got a really minimalist art style. Okay, for the folks at home. This Vegas is, one... is not holding the book in a way that the audience could see it, oh. so you're not missing anything. Yeah, this, this is the Hawkeye one written by Matt Fraction. It's been it's been scraping away with with awards. It's just soloing every award show. It's yeah, brilliant. It, it, it presupposes what? Wait, Vegas? it's called Hawkeye. My life as a weapon. Yeah, which, yeah. which sounds like an episode of True Life on MTV. <laughs> well, it's True it's... Life. I'm a weapon. It's awesome because Hawkeye, as an Avenger, like all the Avengers have superpowers, and Hawkeye, he he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, this is about what he does when he's not hanging around with the Avengers, and, and the answer is constantly getting beat up. Uh, Falling off buildings, crashing into cars, he's trying to get involved in three in three mobs, three gang wars. He can fight his way out of any situation. The problem is... Yeah, he can't teleport out. He's beat up at like Wolverine gets beat up and regenerates. He spends like half the comics uh, in, in, in bandages beds. and casts and stuff. Because as we learned from anime, bandages heal <laughs> Page all. Page one, he's on a stretcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in traction. Uh, but it, it's awesome. It's uh, it's really well written. Absolutely. Um, it, it's bad that he's a superhero that can get defeated by cutting two fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's the end of you. Well, like Doctor Strange, when the Hulk broke his hands, he was unable to cast anything, really. He oh, needed really? all ten functioning fingers, yeah. That's his silly. 
It's silly that you need all your fingers to work. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows how magic works? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange does. <laughs> and, this he's, is and he's dumb. telling you he needs his fingers. Guess you need fingers to make magic. Then again, his doctorate yeah. is not. I mean, ET only needed one. His his doctorate is in brain surgery, which is so unfair. Which you also need fingers for. <laughs> Let's list things you need fingers for. <laughs> Noah, what are you reading? <laughs> what am I reading? I decided I was going to go back and read uh, Before Watchmen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. I'm not going to do that. Because here's the issue, gang, about this comic that's been out for a, a year and a half at this point. Uh, you can't, there's no more of Watchmen to tell. Because I read Night Owl. And there's parts of this one single issue of Night Owl that takes place during Watchmen. They reused pages. Like, we're back when the comedian lights the map on fire. I was like, I didn't need to see this scene again. We've seen through this. Through the eyes of Night Owl. <laughs> we Dumb. get it. He was fat and sad. That's kind of all Night Owl. Guess what? Hollis Mason passes the torch on to him. Yeah. It's in Watchmen! What happens in the book? You're just... Uh, no! Yeah, he eats it's small a DVD rodents. It's extra that they sold for $3 an issue. So for you, you're, so this is your Star Wars prequels, essentially. Kinda. That's, that's a good metaphor. It's just... Set, oh, it's bad. It's bad, gang. And in comedians... Uh, how could they ever have oh, the it's sheer bad. audacity to want to do, like... Dr. Manhattan before Watchmen, considering Watchmen encom- encompasses all of Dr. Manhattan. The only thing that they really... It's like a prequel to Hamlet. There's no reason for it. The, all yeah. the critical things happen in Hamlet. Hamlet 2's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Minutemen's the one, only one that really makes sense to me, because I was like, I want to learn about Dollar Bill, but I didn't read that one, because <laughs> I like the comedian. So it's, it's not good, and it's sad. And Sorry unnecessary. So what are you going to do to recover from that? should read Hawkeye. You I'm probably going to read Hawkeye or finally finish Catching Fro- Fire. I've been working on Catching Fire for a while now. <laughs> Just catch fire and run with it. Just burn it to cinders. See, buddy. I have this issue where I really want to finish Catching Fire, but I already brought up Catching Fire on the podcast, so I have to stop reading Catching Fire and read a terrible comic book <laughs> so I can yell about it every week. <laughs> what a hellish life. I know. <laughs> Really? Who suffers more than me? <laughs> Yo, what are you uh, playing? Um, my phone. Uh, a lot of Candy Crush Saga. But the thing is, <laughs> it wants me to to spread it like a virus oh, yeah. to other people. And I refuse to do that because I care about my loved Good ones. Good man. So I've only been redoing the purple levels. My mother just learned after a year of playing the game, you can go back and replay other levels for like a higher score. She did not know that. She had to fly to England for me to tell her to do this. <laughs> you know, we're helping. Uh, not really reading anything. It's just I've got so many upcoming projects this, at this point. Like, I've had Final Fantasy IX sitting, borrowed oh. from a friend for the last four months. Someday I'll tell him I borrowed it. But I really, <laughs> really want to play it. I was not a fan of Nine. Not a fan of Nine. Okay. I got to the end of Nine and was just like, Nah. You're not really too much of a nihilistic? Because it's like Nietzsche wrote Final Fantasy, essentially. It wasn't even going to be a Final Fantasy game. Really? They, they tacked it on at some point during the development. It was going to be its own separate RPG. And then they decided, we really like money. Let's throw in a <laughs> Moogle. It's our game now. Yeah. 
Just love I, money. <laughs> the the issues I have with like the mini games I didn't think were that fun in nine. Like there wasn't much. Like, and racing chocobos to get the golden chocobo in seven for four months straight was worth it. All the chocobos that died from incest. of it. <laughs> There's something magical about being like my chocobo is great. It's gonna win. Oh, there's that damn black chocobo and that guy in that top hat. How dare you! It's better than catching frogs <laughs> in nine. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And uh, the, and the card game makes no sense. In but nine. is it better? Nobody knows how to play that game. Is it better than fishing in Ocarina of Time, the Zelda game? Because what can beat fishing? I Three days straight, my friend fished in Ocarina of Time. I may Ocarina not have ever time. played that game. That's fine. You basically you you hit the water the water it's temple. It's in my you, uh, you rage quit 64 and you're fine. right now. It's in my Nintendo 64 waiting to be played. Uh, I'll get to it. <laughs> Thing I'll do. What are you playing, Vegas? Ukulele. What's up? Wait. I, I bought a ukulele today. Do you play the ukulele? I don't know how yet. What? So this isn't what you've been playing. But listen, because one, it's today, and you're not playing it. I think this is the C chord. You've been listening to Obsessed is not Joseph Scrimshaw and his guests. So that's, so that's, look, I don't know how to play ukulele yet, mm. but the next time I'm on your podcast, I'll do like a nerdy song or something. Okay. Oh, Uncle Yo's showing us up right now. Oh, what are you doing? Hmm. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I used to be able to do the opening to Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> on any stringed instrument. And this needs to be, yeah, this bad boy needs to be tuned, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently you do, need do to guys, tune them. Do you guys like want to hear lot. the one oh, yeah. song that I can play? You got it. All right, Noah. I don't know if this is tuned. Wow me. No. It's terrible. It is flat like Katy Perry. It is. I, I, I don't know if you guys will be able to hear this, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to use my keys as a guitar pick, so this is going to go great. Oh, no. <laughs> my ukulele. This, this, is, this is the one song I know how to play, and it's called Door Ajar. <laughs> Dude, your car door is open. Oh, thanks. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, also, I'm playing uh, fantasy football. What's up, nerds? All right, I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> like no, uh, the, look. the miniature one with like the, the orc who's the quarterback? And nah, the... man, listen. Oh. I do do that joke, but hold on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual game, Vegas. That's a real thing that Games Workshop did. I, uh, it's I, awesome. I, I'm not, don't know a lot about football. Do know a lot about fantasy, and I I am kicking the butt of people who know a lot about football. Really? Yeah, because it's all just statistics. <laughs> it's I a math, math. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. On that, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Vegas. <laughs> uh, I want to do a little bit different. What you playing? Uh, I've been playing around Six Flags Fright Fest. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I went on the Green Lantern ride. Uh, why the, did you do that? I don't know why everyone says that. Because that ride was amazing. <laughs> it's it's a stand-up roller coaster. And it makes all the blood go to your feet. Oh. <laughs> which is weird. 
but it's a lot of fun. I'm not it, used to having blood rush there. I know. It's very strange. <laughs> but I was with uh, Sean Cable from Underbelly, and we were saying the Green Lantern Oath as we go up the hill. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. It was really, really good. The Fright Fest was terrible. Because let me tell you what Fright Fest is. Apparently, the only thing that's scary now is clowns. Because I, <laughs> when's the last time you saw a clown that was not trying to be scary? No one clowns to clown anymore. It's just scary clowns. So well, there was, was just... Boink the Clown in the glory days of the WWF. Oh, yes. I remember Boink the Clown. Who was supposed to be originally a scary clown. Yeah. His gimmick was he would come out and he would pop kids' balloons with his cigar. We're not going to talk about wrestling because I just watched <laughs> the audience get upset. But... Basically, what would happen is this clown would kind of look at you, and so you would know that something was going to happen, and then they would run up to you and shake a can full of washers at you. I do that to scare my cat. Exactly! Off the kitchen counter, like they that, and an air can, like, get off there, shake, shake, they shake. They were using the same techniques to scare your dog, to scare you at six, for $100. Kids are dumb today, flags. and puggles are dumb. We're going to reach a singularity where every, where all rich white women and their little white oh. dogs will have the same intelligence. They'll just ter- both like, have lattes. Like they would whoa, shake whoa. the can at you, and if that didn't work, they'd break out the vacuum. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. The vacuum, not like the chainsaw. No, just just dog scare tactics. That's all they had. Going with the dog line of thinking, because <laughs> you might. This might be weird. To, this might not be the podcast for it, but. I'm actually a professional haunter. Like I've worked. Oh yes, this is I've true. I've worked professional haunted houses for the last 15 years of my life. It's actually where I got all of my stand-up comedy training, which understands a lot about my act. You understand that explains all the extravagant stage makeup, the blood, but the shaking of a can of washers. <laughs> Get off the stage! Psst, psst, psst. Get off the stage, mittens! You're doing terrible. No, I was working upstate for the Sleepy Hollow. The, the one at uh, Phillips Manor in upstate New York, which was beautiful. But I've been doing, um, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, there is the House on the Hollow, Sleepy Hollow. And I got to do that last night for the first time in about a year. I miss it a lot. I would drive down from SUNY Purchase from upstate New York down to Bucks County to work it for the weekend and then drive back Monday morning in time for my 1030 Monday morning class. And it was always worth it. Start at middle school, went up through there. And I, I got to do Blood Manor for, for my podcast, and we, we, we did a live walkthrough with my commentary on the makeup and the staging and the effect, plus my girlfriend Kat's screaming terrified commentary. And Jimmy mixed them brilliantly on the board, so oh, it feels wonderful. Interesting. So this is a nice take on what you want to call a George Vermeer house of the, ah, ah, get away, get away. It's a zombie stripper, Kat. You met her at the book. Get away, get away. And now we're in a room full of spiders. Get away! <laughs> professional Didn't haunter. like any of those things. If your haunted houses trade you, do you turn into a professional Gengar? What's up? Hot damn, that's a Pokemon pun. <gasps> yes. This has been the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much. Don't, don't, no, there's going to be more show. <laughs> because we end every one of our shows with a game, and it is game time. Vegas, you're in for Will. Okay. Which means you have to defend our most valuable prize. Okay. Which is Discover America the Board Game. (laughs) 
Take an evocative trip across America, traveling from state to state. Relive history-making events, great explorations, and historic moments accumulating and spending money along the way. Play Discover America today and relive America's past. Have either of you read a saga by Brian K. Vaughn? I have I not. I bought it, and I okay, haven't read it yet. because I was going to make a uh, The Will reference, because he's playing Art of the Will, but all right, it'll come up next time. I'll be the stock. <laughs> Spider assassin. Okay, so that's Discover America. Thank you, Vegas, for that lovely read-through. Uh, so, Uncle Yo, uh, what have you brought as a prize this This is this exciting. Week? So, Halloween is the perfect time of year, so I broke into the Wawa through the front door and stole, using money, uh, a package a pumpkin pie thing. and some... Chocolate thing. <laughs> I can't see it from here. I bought snacks. <laughs> well, we'll go get them to put them with the other prizes. I like snacks. He <laughs> likes snacks. Yeah. Snacks. <laughs> That's uh. We got it. We've got us a lovely tasty cake pumpkin. We'll start the bidding at one dollar and a tasty cake candy bar cake now made with Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's, we're co- we're enough like peanut butter to satisfy your need for it because without it, the voices come back. Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> All right, and three people have waked into applause. This is not Night Vale. This is still the Plus Two Company podcast. So you have a chance. I wish we were welcome to Night Vale. I know. And we would have be a so hot, popular. We would have a hot tub full of caviar and eagle's blood. Like, that would be our studio. That's a good price. <laughs> so we have Discover America, the, an American board game. We have this, the Tasty Cake Snacks. Yeah. And we allow an audience member to play with us as well, but they have to put up a prize for us to win. It's only fair. <laughs> Who brought prizes this week? I see Cheetah, number one. That's a lovely-looking comic book. I see the VR Trooper puzzle pack, a complete set of VR Trooper cards. VR, VR, personal, personal reality, troopers. Yeah, 3D won't look like this in another year. I see Aquaman on VHS, and I see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 soundtrack <laughs> on cassette. Are, ow, my 80s. They burn. It's, any other prizes? Any other prizes? All right, Uncle Yo, as the guest, it is up to you between the comic book, the VR trooper cards, the Aquaman VHS Love it. and the ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 soundtrack on cassette. Don't do this to me. <laughs> there, is, I, there is no existing media to play, uh, devices in America that can play half of the media presented. <laughs> but I'm going to go for the Aquaman VHS. Yes! Yes! I'm so glad you picked that because I used to watch this VHS like every day when I was a little kid. Is this your VHS? No, no. I remember the show. Like I, we need another. I remember this with Flash Beagle. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Flash dance, but with Snoopy from the Peanuts. They call him Flash, 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 Flash Beagle. That was real. (laughs) I believe you. It's Aquaman. I will buy anything. No, Aquaman uh, wouldn't flash dance. Snoopy would flash dance. Oh, Although there was an Aquaman Peanuts crossover. It was the same time as Archie it. and the Punisher. <laughs> oh, man, I did that. All right, special guest audience member, please turn your microphone on and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Becca. How's it going? <laughs> 
What's up, Becca? <laughs> I'm going to turn you up so you can introduce yourself again. Oh, man. Hey, I'm Becca. Hey, hey, Becca. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Plus Two Comedy <laughs> Podcast. Now, we play a different game every week, and I like to try to cater it towards the guest. And Uncle Yo, no, you're the guest, <laughs> Uncle Yo. Oh, uh, yes. sweet. Uh, Uncle Yo has a podcast you can check out called uh, We Are the Geek. So the game we were playing is Who Are These Geeks? <laughs> what? I will list uh, a number of characters that belong to a certain team or club. You need to tell me what the name of that club is. Really? Yes, that is the game. So based off the characters presented, you need to tell me what is the name of this team. Uh, I will start reading the names. You will buzz in by saying your own name. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Yo, you have like three that are acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) The joys of aliases. (laughs) Okay. So, for example, if I was like Sailor Moon, Sailor Pluto, Sailor Mars. Uncle Yo. Uncle Yo buzzes in and says. I would say the Sailor Senshi soldiers. That is correct. Ish. (laughs) It's redundant, but correct. Yes, that's another way to say it. I'm Uh, like Bill Maher. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to give this a try. Remember to buzz in with your own name. Don't just yell the answers out like every time we try to play one of these games. (laughs) Here we go. First question. Lewis Tully. Raymond Stats. Winston Zidmore. Uncle Yo, the Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. That is correct. Ah, Or animated the real Ghostbusters. Good one, good one. (laughs) Uncle Yo's on the board. Question number two. Biggs. Wedge. Uh, Vegas. Uh, Avalanche from Final Fantasy VII. That is correct. (laughs) I'm, I'm wor- I was worried when only Biggs and Wedge came out because they're in Star Wars as well. <laughs> and also every other game, every other Final Fantasy game. But Vegas jumps in. He really wants that uh, Aquaman. Wait for me to call <laughs> on you next time. All right, we'll take points away. Oh, Here you, we go. I said my name, though. I know, but <laughs> nobody else said their name. Well, you said it really loud. Maybe Becca said it. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Becca shrugs. Okay. <laughs> Question three. Storm. Uncle Black, Yo. Yeah. The X-Men? That is incorrect. Nice. <gasps> nice. Oh, no. My point is gone. <laughs> You're not going to be able to buzz in for the rest of the question. All right. I'm out. Black Panther. She-Hawk. <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, Vegas. Yes. The crappy Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Hey, Becca, no, you're going to want to listen to the rest of the names, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be fine. Because your final names are Thing, Invisible Woman, Human Torch, and Mr. Fantastic. Uh, And this group is known as the Fantastic Four. Four. Okay, so you can get clever at this. Yeah, yeah. Storm was in Fantastic Four? Yes, she was. She was a Fantastic Four. Yeah. And Spider-Man... Took over when the Human when Torch human was torch snuffed died. out, finally. Yes. Right, right. We had she a took over vigil very briefly. She tried to stop the assassination of Hitler. <laughs> I kid you not, I have that comic. Wait. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have Schindler's List. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the atrocities that followed, like, the last airbender. <laughs> All right, question number four. Here we go. Guy. Matei. 
Linka. Uncle Yo. Who yes. are the Planeteers? The Planeteers oh. is correct. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uncle Yo with two points. Back in Man. Vegas, Taiwan. I wouldn't have gotten it until Wheeler. <laughs> Which was the last name yeah. on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number five. Yusuke. Kazume. Uh, Beck, uh, Be- yes. fuck. Um. Be- Becca? Becca, don't swear. Becca? <laughs> Oh, I don't know why you had me on the show if I can't swear. Hold we on. have to because you, you brought out. an Aquaman tape. <laughs> <laughs> an he's a bit salty, Aquaman but he's appropriate for all children. And it's the group, not the name of the show. I need the the name of the group. Ah, uh, no, I can't do it. I really can't. I don't know it. All right. I don't know. It. Keep going. I can't read my own writing on this one because it's all in Japanese. All right, so uh, Yusuke, Kazuma, uh, Kurome, Masked Warrior, who's also known as Jenka, and uh, Konoma. I think I'm saying that right. I was going to say Kuwabara. Is that, is, is that your case? It is Kuwabara. Um, Uncle Yo. Yes? Okay, so I can't say it's Yu Yu show, but I believe the team was... Um, no, no, that's the Z Warriors. I want to. I want to say the Spirit Warriors. That is incorrect. They were. T- they were Team Seven in the tournament. But that doesn't. Vegas, do you have a guess? I. Uh, I. Uh, bu- bunch of. Bunch of Japanese people. That is correct. <laughs> yes. I knew it. It is Yu Yu Hakusho. Does anyone know what the name of this team is? I'm sorry. That is not what I have. I have Team Urameshi. Uh, team Urameshi it, 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 from it, it, Yu Yu Hakusho. Team Koemba. Uh, Urameshi. Urameshi was Yusuke's last name. It only took over temporarily after one of their members dropped out because she happened to give Urameshi the last of her soul power. Yeah, it was, it was definitely either Urameshi or a bunch of Japanese people. Yes. <laughs> one or the other. All right, so no one gets a point on that one. Nah. Question number six. Daniel Osborne. Tara McClay. Dawn Summers. Alexander Harris, Anya Jenkins, Cordelia Chase, Rupert Giles. Uncle Yo. Yes. Is this the movie cast of the X-Men? That is incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Cordelia Chase, Rupert Giles, Willow Rosenberg, and Buffy Summers. (laughs) Uh, Vegas. (laughs) Yes, Vegas. A uh, b- bunch of friggin' vampire slayers, right? <laughs> that is not the name of the team. I don't know. Uh, oh, it's Joss Whedon and pals. <laughs> Already guessed. Damn. Already took a guess. I'm sorry. Becca? I know the show and I don't know the team. I, <sighs> I haven't watched it. Never did. Does anyone from the audience yet know? <laughs> it is the Scoobies. Huh. They called themselves the Scooby Squad. Unless yeah, it's an alternate uh, reality, then they're the White Hats. That's really Joss Whedon of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no I points. I guess I made this verb. harder as I went along, but whatever. This is cool. Uh, oh no. This is cool. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, number seven. Sam, Pippin, Mary. Oh, Vegas. Uh, I want to say I heard Vegas first. No, go ahead. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring is correct. 
All right, question number eight. Dr. Octopus. Vulture. Oct- Uncle Yo. Yes. The Sinister Six. The Sinister ah. Six is correct. That's the only team Doc Ock is good enough to belong to. <laughs> <laughs> that and Nambla. Not, oh. not the right Nambla. Oh. And the Nobel Committee. And so on. Yep, Marlon Brando <laughs> lookalike. He's a doctor. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. James, Cassidy, Butch, Jesse, Lieutenant. Uh, back up. Oh, oh, back at first. Back up. Team Rocket. Team Rocket nice. is correct. Nice. Nice. Good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Did you guys know Lieutenant Surge was in Team Rocket? Because I had no idea. I didn't know that either. That bothered me. I had no idea. The, the Pokemon Wars? Crazy, so, right? So Sounds... Becca and Vegas have two points. Uncle Yo has three. Oh, no. All right, question number 10. Hannibal? Murdoch? Vegas! <laughs> the A-team. The A-team is correct. Yeah. <laughs> the ties Uncle Yo in Vegas with three. Woo. This is exciting. I'm going to discover me some America. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Here we go. Toodles. Nibs. Uncle Yo. I the Lost Boys. I am so impressed right now. <laughs> you said Toodles. I was like, you can't. You can't. Don't even try. I saw that whole series from start to finish on Fox Kids when Fox was good. I... I didn't have to get to Rufio. Wow. You, no one ever has to get to Rufio. You, you were about to mention, did you have Slightly on that list as well? I have Slightly? Yeah. Curly? <laughs> Ace? Don't Ask? The video ask? game is impossible. His name is Don't Ask? Yeah, no one ever did. And, and Thud Butt. <laughs> He's left in charge in Hook. His, that kid's yeah. name is Thud Butt. <laughs> All right, question number 12. Adam, Black Canary, Hawkman, Hawkgirl. Vegas. Yes, Vegas. The Justice League? That is the Justice League. Very good, Vegas. I was waiting to see if you were going to do like a variant, like if you were you, you were also naming a bunch of like Justice League Europe or one of the obscure leagues. All right, that's cool. Yeah, at first, I thought you were tricky. just naming bird people. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they have a society together? <laughs> do they have a bird-themed team? <laughs> Who's on Birds of Prey? If so, we have an electric-type team that can drop them. <laughs> All right. What's the score here? One Pikachu takes out all of Thanagar. Vegas and Uncle Yo are tied at four. Becca with two. Becca, you're still in this. You just have to get all of these correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Edgar Bones. Lily Evans. Floor Delacour. Arthur Arthur Weasley. Uh, Uncle Yo, the Order of the Phoenix. That is correct. I couldn't think of it. I feel like my problem is I don't know my name when it comes to answering the question. I can't think of the answer and my name. That's ridiculous. You could still cry, try it, tie this up. Oh, man. I could, I could, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. A Harry Potter question. I, I almost always do one, too. Yeah, 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 you should. You should. It's great. All right, question number 14. Flashman? Woodman? Uh, 
Oh, uh, Becca. Oh, Becca. That's uh, villains from Mega Man. Uh, I need the, what that um, is called. Uncle Yo, the what, Robot what? Masters. I wouldn't have thought of it though. Mm. I was I was gonna let Becca try. <laughs> <laughs> I will no, not. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what to do. Air Man, <laughs> Wood Man, Heat Man. <laughs> they are the robot masters. All right, let's do. All right, this is our final question. Here we go. Doorman, Grasshopper, Big Bertha, Uncle Yo, the Great Lake Avengers. That is correct. Wow. Miss, along with Mr. Immortal, Squirrel Girl, they are so stupid as superheroes. Doorman's ability, he stands against a wall, and you can go through the wall into the next room. That's it. It's also my favorite Kirby Crackle song. <laughs> but that means Uncle Yo is our winner. Woo! Uncle Yo is going to discover America and watch some Aquaman as soon as he finds a VCR. <laughs> I'll discover me some Aquaman. There you go. So, what were some other questions, though? What were some that was the questions? last question. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to answer that was, more. <laughs> that was all of them. Sweet. You did very good with that, Noah. Thank yeah. you. This is a, a trend of the game, is I say the game is over, and then people are like, well, let's do more. I'm like, no, that's the end of it. <laughs> Coming but up with questions stop, is hard. But I want a sequel to Watchmen, <laughs> but it's over. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, those questions. Be happy with what you had, audience. I'm leaving. <laughs> but give it up for Becca. Becca was our special Woo! guest. Thank you so much for playing, Becca. You can go back to your seat now. Would you like either of the candies? Uh, <laughs> Uncle Yo offered her candy, and she said no. Out of peace. Out of peace. So, Uncle Yo, we have to get out of here. Anything you need to plug before we get going? Lord help me, uh, but I mean, other than We Are the Geek, the big project is coming up uh, the weekend after MAGFest. My new play, uh, the satirical comedy Parables for the 1%, is being produced for an entire week from Wednesday to Sunday. That's going to be uh, January 8th through the 12th at 42nd Street in Manhattan at 9th Avenue, right next to Playwrights Horizon. I am so stoked for that. Uh, keep eyes yeah. peeled for. Uh, Twitter and Facebook for discounts for coming in as as fans of mine to support it. We it's it's taken yeah. six years of readings, but we finally have the cast and the script. And then also keep an eyes peeled for 2014. I'm working on doing a new YouTube comedy series. It's it does star a lot of fantasy, a lot of a lot of um, uh, monsters, cyclops, a wraith, and puppets. Excellent. Both those things are really interesting, and I wish I had brought them up in the interview segment of this podcast. Oh, shoot. Um, um, but for more information, no, you're going to have to check out UncleYo.com. No, 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 no. There's also a Schnozman and Hole Punch. Um, I, 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 I play the is. villain in that. I play Jeff Regan. Uh, they're the only superheroes that Stanford, Connecticut can afford. And I play the villain, Jeff Regan. And we're, we just, we're having episode 8 premiere very, very soon. So episodes 6, 7, and 8 are the ones I'm doing. But um, it's been a wonderful show. They are idiot superheroes. They're roommates. And they somehow have to gather the gall, audacity, and finish their laundry in time to save Stanford, Connecticut. And where can I find that? That's going to be on YouTube. You can do a search for uh, Schnozman and Hole Punch. Okay. The Justice Lease. Or, you know, click the links below. That's why they're there. <laughs> While you're there, why don't you click on the Audible banner and get a free audio book? Remember that promo code, Where's Will? Where's Will? Vegas, anything you, lastly to add? 
Uh, ah, I skipped D&D tonight to be here. So shout out to my D&D friends. Keep on rolling. <laughs> they see me That rolling. is a great tagline. All right, gang. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, just a reminder, we are not here on Halloween. We will be at NecoCon. If you're listening to this, we're back from NecoCon. Uh, please come check us out uh, November 7th. We will have David Picliomini, uh, comedian and LARPer. <laughs> he might be green. Uh, the 14th, I still don't know who's going to be here on the 14th because people won't get back to me. But uh, we, we might have a film guy or a com- comic on the 21st. <laughs> uh, Joe Doc, auxiliary plus two comedy member, Joey Doherty will be here nerding it up with us. And of course, please check, come back uh, on December 5th at 10 p.m. for the first ever Plus Two Comedy Character Select Comedy Showcase. It's going to be... Vegas might be there. I don't know if you're coming. Can uh, you make it? Uh, Vegas will be there, uh, along with uh, my usual co-host, Will Liam. I will be there and past guests, Short Stack, Derek Batichek, and Alex Perlman. So please come check that out. Thank you to Ben Affleck for making the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Please click the banner below for a free audiobook. And once again, I'd like to remind you to click the Indiegogo button and support Uncle Yo's new play, Parables for the 1%.